Sims complete here for the Super Bowl recap. We got the big effer, Phil Sims, back wow. in the house. It's good to see you again, my friend. We missed you for the preview show. You're out there in Vegas doing your uh, your due diligence there for CBS. Yes. And uh, we're glad to have you back. Here we are, Sims complete, to cap the season, the NFL season. It's really it's pretty surreal, too. I feel like this happens every year. The middle of the season, it's like, man, it's a lot of football. And then all of a sudden, it, it's over. Um, yeah, but you know how was how was Super Bowl weekend for you out there? In well, Las it was Vegas? okay. You called me the big effort. Brings me to a quick story. There was a guy once says, <laughs> "Why do you uh, write, you know, my name?" He thought my first name began with an F. Oh yeah. Yes, F. He. Why don't you just write F. S. <laughs> <laughs> So for a while he was thinking that well, he was spelled with an F. It was guy. training camp, you yeah. know, big defensive lineman. I told the story to one of the other players. They tell the whole story and right. with the team stretching, you know, everybody's laughing. And I go, hell, he's gonna beat my rear end. Yeah, right. But, uh, but he called me FS, and he did it twice. I said, I heard the second one. Yeah. So, uh, so whatever. But yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, the Super Bowl <laughs> had fun with CBS. Um, the stadium was really cool. I yeah. loved it. The crowd was on top of the players, and, and, and for it being a Super Bowl. It's about as loud as I've heard, um, you know, where you got two teams there, about as loud as a game I've heard. Right. So that was pretty cool. The, the one Super Bowl that I feel like crowd noise was absolutely a huge aspect of it was the Seattle-Denver Super Bowl oh, at MetLife. It was. Seattle traveled so well time. for that game. Yes. And crowd noise, because I uh, fortunately I had been to a lot of Super Bowls with you when you called all of them. I, I right. tried to, to go to as many of them as possible. That was the one time where I thought that that was a Seattle Seahawks home game, and the crowd noise really was a huge, you know, aspect of the football game. For I, them. I was shocked by that. It really was. I it thought was Denver would be for sure. Yeah. The, you know, the fans that were going to dominate the stands. Right. And that was not true. I was at the game and went, "Oh my gosh, couldn't believe it." And so. MetLife is not a stadium known for crowd noise and things like that. So yeah, that's you're pretty, right. Pretty crazy. But uh, so overall, though, you like the new stadium out there in Las Vegas? Yeah, so. I do. I think it's a really it can be a good home field for the the Raiders. Yeah. If they play well, I can see their crowd getting more involved and not letting the visitors come in and take some of the tickets away. Which always like be they do tough. out in, yeah, in yeah. SoFi Stadium. So that, that would be a, there's nothing like having a home field advantage where the crowd is so far, so much behind you that it can affect the other team. It's so. always going to be a problem for Las Vegas, though, Probably. just because of the city and obviously yeah. people wanting to go out there. Uh, Las Vegas, good, good place for a Super Bowl? Is yeah, it, it was a, really good. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. In other words, the traffic was bearable. Right. And all the hotels, everybody was happy about the hotels, the restaurants, the shows. Yeah. Uh, I went to see Adele. Yeah, how I, was Adele? Oh, man, you know, better than expected. In really? other words, my expectations were really high. <laughs> yeah. And after about two songs, I just went, well, she's – She's already, I've already exceed, exceeded that. And, yeah, so Diana, my wife, she was very happy with it. It was great. It really was. The whole thing. Her banter, she'd stop a few times, told some funny jokes. She couldn't wait to see the Super Bowl. She goes, I'm not going to try to do her accent. Right. I, she doesn't like American football that much, but she couldn't wait to see Usher. Right. So she talked about Usher and Usher and Usher and Usher a yeah. lot. And I think she had a crush on him at one time, but that's that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But Usher's, no, she was Usher's great. Big time, man. Yeah, it, he he is, and so is she. And it's uh, it you know I haven't been to many concerts in the last ten years or fifteen years. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, it was amazing all the theatrics around her on the right. stage. And the arena, it was it was because she's not really much of a dancer. She's obviously has a powerful voice and all that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like everything else, it's kind of like an Ellen John concert, I would assume. Yeah, she says it. 
It's I'm great gonna, singing and then yeah. kind of all the bells and whistles surrounding she that. She had some people around her to help her a little bit yeah. and, and all that. But, yeah, she said that. I'm I'm not one of those people that's going to dance across the stage. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't have to when you can sing like she does. So right. That was great. Uh, Usher, thoughts on him? Didn't get to see much of it yeah, because we were, we're the under stuff. the stadium, coming out, getting back, do this, whatever. Right. But what I could look at, uh, man, he was working. Whatever he was working, is he right. was working. Well, he was in a full lather. He looked like a, he was. <laughs> he was like he was playing the game. He was playing the game, yeah. man. He was. But I just can't imagine the pressure that they. Uh, you know what? They don't feel the pressure. I think they just they're happy. I mean, it looked like he enjoyed every aspect of the halftime show, and I thought he did. Really well. Yeah, Probably. I was entertained. I thought it was fun at home. I mean, his dancing is awesome. Yeah. The showmanship of everything, the, the guests that he brought on, too, uh, I thought were great. Uh, was that Alicia a halftime longer little, than little some? John was out there. I'm sorry? Was his act longer than the ones before? Yeah, that's a good question. Me and, and Jay Money, my wife, we, yeah. we thought that it was definitely, like, as long as any halftime show that we had seen. Right. So I wonder if he tried to maximize, like, every second possible uh, out there, but just all the moving parts and all that kind of stuff. Cause I don't know if he has control of that or the NFL, but just, it was uh super entertaining. I thought it was, it was really fun and yeah. I enjoyed it tremendously. I, I think when he did the interview with Nate Burleson before the uh, game in our pregame show, yeah. he, he basically said, you know, he was not bragging. It's going to be different. It's going to be really good. He's you going know, out. So, yeah. yeah. He, it was so, he, he lived up to it. That's yeah, for sure. He definitely did. It's awesome, man. It really was. And, uh, and, and that's just kind of part of the Super Bowl and the, the whole spectacle of oh, that yeah. event and, sure. and how awesome it is. And uh, we wanted to start here actually with this. Uh, so, you know, the winner of the game, obviously the Chiefs. We'll get some more details on that. But we're going to show the first Super Bowl ring compared to the most recent Super Bowl ring. Oh. Uh, and kind of just use our imagination to see where it's going to go from here. But we're going to see here on the screen, there's Super Bowl one. With the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Uh, you know, it's it's good. It's clean. You know, it kind of looks like the ring that you would get when you're a part of, like, a secret society or something like that. Well, 1966. Then, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. That's almost. No. And it's it's pretty. It's a good look. And, obviously, they didn't know at that time the importance. And even that's what's cool, too. Yes. You know, it just – the Super Bowl didn't really even – Exists to the extent that it does now, so they they had no idea if this was going to be something did, that that did stuck you know around. two networks? I think it's the first one. Two networks had the game. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So two networks, and then go ahead. This one and two now, yeah. Right. This is uh, number fifty-seven by the Chiefs from a year ago, and that ring. I mean, first of all, it's wow. beautiful. It's beautiful. I don't even know if I'm looking at a ring or if I'm just looking at like a plaque with a bunch of diamonds <laughs> on it. It's just so crazy. And now, like, what can they think and do next with this next ring? Of course, I'm sure they're going to try to get four Lombardi trophies on there. Yes. I love the red, though, with it, and, of course, their logo. Well, I love Super Bowl rings where the whatever you think the team is, their color, like yeah. Giants, it was blue. Kansas City, they made sure they got a lot of red in the ring. I love that fact. I do, too. It. Yeah, yeah I think you need to incorporate, you know, because the one that was confusing to me was – uh, Christopher, when he was obviously in Tampa Bay, uh, I hung out with a few of their players that were on the, the year previous. Right. They showed me their Super Bowl ring. The, you, you don't even know if it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. ring. You know, it's just diamonds. You know, right. now, hey, it's the Super Bowl ring, whatever. But I, I found that to be very interesting. And uh, this Kansas City one is beautiful. The most recent giant ones are beautiful. All the Patriot ones, I mean. So you were saying that Robert Kraft 
What did he do to change I, the way he, we do rings? Well, you know, I, I, I know this. There was a limit to what you could spend on the Super Bowl rings for a while. I don't know when that ended. Right. I know when the Patriots won their Super Bowl, you know, against the Los Angeles uh, – St. Louis Rams, that those rings were like, uh-oh, that's really different. Yeah. So right. I think they just decided – we're going to buy these rings, not worry about the cost. And <laughs> right. the NFL said, good, just go. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Now you see all these rings. Look at that. that they're I mean, and here I have your ring here, which is beautiful. Yeah, first one. The first one is beautiful. The second one, I don't know what the hell you guys well, it's were got thinking. Two, it's two diamonds. So I one, know, but it's just like the blue stone isn't as pretty as this one. This one's got like a really nice look to yeah, it. Yeah, it's giant you know? blue. Yeah, It's, it's giant really... blue. You got the Lombardi trophy in the middle. It's got the score. Um, you know, your record on the side too, 17 and two. What a year, man. Yeah, they can really get like a history of your life on those rings, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's unbelievable how to no, get on right. it, but it's yeah, it's great. It's, it's hey, look, they spelt your name wrong here on the inside. No, did uh, they? no, they oh, didn't. I was gonna say, I've never, I, I couldn't see it probably without my glasses. So, but what's great though, I love though, too, is that you wore this out uh, in Las Vegas, correct. I just wore it for the pregame show. But what I love is, what finger did you get this size for when you first got this My ring? ring finger. Your your ring finger. Yeah. So when you were out there in Vegas. It was on my little finger. It was on your pinky. Well, like. I, couldn't, I can't get it on my, first off, my knuckles are. I know. Well, it goes back to that, you know, ice cream picture that we took of you. Those aren't Sasha's links. Those are your hand, right? So, uh, uh, okay. I mean, but. <laughs> hey, thanks for the. the I love, there. though, that you were rocking it like a pinky ring. I had to. It was very Las Vegas of you. Oh, it was? Yeah, okay. it really was. Slash I, I, mafia boss. I was going to wear the other one. I just thought, no, that, wear them both, one on each hand. Yeah. But really, I, I didn't just because. Bill Cowher had a ring, and nobody else has a Super Bowl ring. Damn. So I didn't want to, like. So you didn't want to rub it in. Well, yeah, not rub it in. But, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think they would appreciate it. Right, so, right. At least that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> so Bill Cowher's ring, uh, it's a kind of a modern-day big ring, too. It's pretty. So, yeah, yeah, it's really, that's got it all going on. Well, there. the Steelers, I mean, just with all the Super Bowls, they, they got won, a lot they, of practice. Yeah, they, yeah, they got a lot yeah. of practice, that's for sure. Uh, so really cool. I think there's a beautiful ring and obviously a huge part of, uh, you know, your career and your success as an individual and a quarterback and all that. We, we talked about that last week when you weren't here. Um, you, know, you know what caught me when, you, when you're saying all that? 17 and 2. It's not that we were 17 and it's 2. It's crazy. It was 19 games. And we got, we don't have, they have the extra game now. Yeah. And we got, we only had three playoff games. Right. You know, some of the Kansas City Chiefs had four. Yeah. So, you know, oh, my gosh, what a year these guys go through. I know. You know so. It's just – and it, it really is amazing, too, to go 17-2 and two to win the Super Bowl. I mean, what a year by your team and yeah. uh, all the ups and downs. Despite only losing two games, just all the, the things oh. that kind of happen to you as the season goes, the struggles and, and all that are just – it's amazing. I would say just think of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. How they were just flat for so many weeks. Right. And then finally they hit rock bottom – against the Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. and that changed their season. It's amazing. It is. And they they, they, they talk about it. it well, and something we discussed here, too, that, you know, I thought them losing to teams like Buffalo, Philadelphia, Las Vegas, like that served them better to ultimately win Super Bowl 58. Yeah. you know, Because you really do learn more from some of these valuable losses than you do oh. winning close games sometimes. Yes, and I think it scared them. Yeah. And I think the Raider game was so bad – yeah, right. I mean, it was really so bad that it changed Patrick Mahomes, too. Yeah, it did. Remember, he threw two, I think, two interceptions. Yeah. But he threw one for a touchdown just to 
And, and he was, really wasn't throwing the ball that great. And we'll get to more of that here in a second. Because con- now, yeah. later in the year, he threw the ball awesome. Probably as best as we've ever seen him throw the football, yeah, the, which is uh, so cool. Um, yeah, but we'll get into too much. Patience, yeah. his accuracy, his movement in the pocket was almost re- always the right thing to do, yeah. which he did in the Super Bowl too. Right. And, and, and they became a more precision Patient offense. Yeah, it did. They quit looking. Well, you don't have Tyreek Hill. You don't have no the explosive doubt. guys. And they leaned on that defense, you they, know, which was – Defense. Yeah. And, you know, of course. So, we'll, we'll dive into that yeah. more. Real quick, we're going to show a, a quick graphic of our picks from a week ago. Okay. Uh, so, Big Phil p- picked – you picked Kansas City on TV, but you picked San Francisco, yeah. obviously, for me in our little competition. And just to let everybody know – We tied. We – what? We tied? Yeah. Tied what? Well – I had – oh, wait, I had San Francisco. What am yeah. I looking at? <laughs> I said you picked Kansas City for, for television. Yeah. I, but for the, our show. No, no. I picked San Francisco on TV. Oh, you did pick San Francisco yes. on TV. Okay. I yeah, thought you and picked I did it. You know, people it, – it, listen, I just did that because, you know, I know Kyle Shanahan and this – whatever. I just said, well, let me be different. Well, we watched the film – you know, it's, well, we're it's there to that. be had. Yeah, we're Final talk. scores, though, for the Pick'em Champions, your boy Matty Sims, 41-26, and 26, Big Phil, 32-35, and 35, a below, wow. a sub-500 record. You know what? That's hurts. There's one thing I, it, 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 I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Okay? But, you know. Because I, <laughs> I just don't care. You, you know? just don't care, yeah. You're no, gonna... you know what I tell everybody? Hey, I pick games. A lot of times I do it just to do something different. Yeah. And whatever, I might know one coach and I do that. So I don't pick them to tell the fans, hey, I know what the <laughs> hell's going on. Yeah. If I knew, I wouldn't be doing the pregame shows and doing this. I'd just be. I, well, I was very proud of my score because it ended up being only three-point difference yeah, you're from the actual final score. Yeah. So, but uh, and, and, again, watching the film, you know, alongside you in this game, man, you know, it's just – it's crazy. But – uh, well, the next thing that I wanted, to, sh- that I wanted to show you this really quickly, oh, though, too, just the graphic of uh, earlier in the week, I did kind of a whose side has the greater advantage. Quarterback, I mean, Brock Purdy's been great, but we're talking about Patrick Mahomes here, so check for there. Running backs, wide receivers, I went San Francisco. Tight ends, offensive line, defensive line, I all went with Kansas City. Which one would you debate for, for that, for um, those three? Tight, um, O-line? None of them. None of yeah, them? O-line is uh, – it, the Kansas City offensive line changed dramatically because they were running. He was throwing the ball on time, right. all that kind of stuff. Well, that that's why I switched it because I thought their offensive line, as the year went on, got better. It did. It got Whereas tougher. San Francisco, I feel like it played slightly worse as the year went on in these bigger games. Yes. I'm not, um, I don't think San Francisco was sharp in either playoff game. Yeah. And, uh, of course, well, we'll talk about this game as we go along, but yeah. keep going. Now, D-line, of course, if people online, they were like, you're crazy. The one guy was like, yo, you're high for what I – I was like, thank you. I appreciate that. Been sober for a while. But uh, for the <laughs> defensive line, right, I know Bosa's a superstar, but outside of Bosa, you know, uh, the whole collective unit of the Chiefs' defensive line, to me, is a way better collective unit. It's right? big. It's strong. And it's deeper it's, than actually San Francisco's D-line. Yeah, I think San Francisco's defensive line, we said this, and I've said it I said it many times this year, it underperformed. Yeah, uh, as the Eric, year went along, they definitely – Eric Armstead, he was – now you know he had a torn meniscus. Right. Oh, my gosh. Right. He missed five games and he played in the playoffs. So I give him, you know, big-time credit for doing that and yeah, hanging and in there. Yeah, it out, yeah. But, yeah, the defensive line, as the game went on, and just a, just a statement – 
they started really dominating for the Kansas City defense. Yeah, physically. So, yes. Yeah, and and but, not necessarily like accumulated in stats, but just pushing the pocket consistently. Yes. Now, despite that, Nick Bosa, very close to being like a Super Bowl MVP caliber type of performance. When you watch the film of him, you're like, damn, he was inches away from making huge plays. And it kind of just goes to a credit to the offensive line of Kansas City and then also to Patrick Mahomes' ability to move and get out of trouble. Right. Um, linebackers, you know, it's a check for San Francisco. But, man, as soon as Dre Greenlaw got hurt, that totally changed to me. Uh, and guys like uh, Chanel and Bolton played phenomenal. Drew oh. Cran- Tran- Tranquil, excuse me, played great in this game too. Defensive backs, to me, this isn't even a debate. No. Uh, Legereus Sneed and, and uh, Trent McDuffie are just like unbelievable. Maybe the two best tandems in, in the NFL right now. Uh, offensive coaching, debatable. I went with Kyle, and after watching the film, I still go with Kyle. Uh, defensive coaching, Spags. Holy shnikes, he was so damn good. And despite some of the lack of production on the San Francisco offensive side, he got Kyle got people open, opportunities to be there. And I think just the overall vibe of the game made it a little overwhelming sometimes for Purdy and the offense to operate. But Spags was awesome in key situations. And then Bucker was kicking Bucker again, like, Clutch kicking. We're going to show you that field goal in a second here, too. Just ridiculous how good this kick was. Yeah. Uh, The 55-yarder, which is a Super Bowl record, and the fact that he kicked it like six feet off the ground for 55 yards is absolutely crazy. So that was the tail of the tape. A lot of fans thought I was nuts, uh, you know, and I don't know. I still stand by this uh, as I look at it right here. They're fans. Okay, that's one thing. I'm just being funny, though, too. Yeah, I know you are. But Steve Spagnola, let me just yeah. say this, no matter what happens in a game, he, he's been coaching aggressively for so long. Oh, I know. He knows no other way, and the creativity is just week after week. It's something new, so much to get ready for, and you can have three weeks of practice. He's still going to get guys running free to the quarterback. Yeah, he is. And yeah. this, uh, for everyone at home too, this podcast is going to be a little bit more aggressive into actually watching some plays here in a second. Yeah. So it would really best serve you to go on our YouTube channel, Sims Complete, yeah. and to check out some of the things that we're going to show you because we can talk about the game all we want, but we want to kind of show you a few examples yeah. of plays. Go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. This is going to change your opinion about the game when you see all these plays. It certainly changed mine. Yeah, and it did me. I watched the game as fast as I could when I got home because yeah. I wanted to get a feel. And then I watched it with you last night, and I went, oh, boy. Yeah. Because I really paid attention last night. I was like, you know, I was just doing like a get a little feel for the game. Yeah. And the second time through it, I was like, what a – San Francisco, many chances to win the game, just to everything. Some of the guys, some of the players on both sides, you didn't realize how well they played until you really, really watch it. Right. So I think it's going to be good for fans to, to see this. And, and um, the problem I had, and I was even sharing this with Luke, who helps us here at IMP Studios, right. I watched the tape and I'm like, oh, man, this play, this play, this play, this play. So I tried to show you a good collection of just the overall vibe and feeling on both sides of the football for both offenses, for both defenses to describe how this game went. But it's very difficult for me to pick because I really could have picked, yeah, you know, 30, 30 on plays. both sides. Well, um, let me, let's do this. Yeah. Just quick thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we said the first one I wrote, San Francisco had many chances to win the game. That's totally. one. Uh, I thought – 
to win the game, San Francisco's defense had to be more aggressive. They were. Right. But it wasn't enough for me as a fan and watching and knowing what I hope to see. Because at the end of the first half, the end of the game, and overtime, too many zone coverages. Because uh, why? Go ahead. No, and no, I agree with you. My one difference is is that it was it was too it was too like pre-snap we lined up in it. That was what it was. Right. There was no deception to the good, looks. Good point. When it was cover zero, it was like you knew it was cover zero when they broke the huddle. That's what I was concerned with when I watched the film. Yeah, that's a, that's is that a, for yeah. a guy like Patrick Mahomes with all of his experience in these young years of his career, you know, that's too just plain Jane vanilla for him to get to the line of scrimmage and say, okay, now I can do this, this, and this, which I thought he did phenomenal with. Yeah, he was. Yes. But there wasn't enough deception where I think when you watch Kansas City and Spags and what they do – there's mixes of, like, is it zone? Is it man? Is it combo? Is it pressure? Like, I think they did a good job of, of, dis, of being a little bit more deceiving to create some confusion. I've been watching film with the pros since 1979, <laughs> and I would have to run back plays for the Kansas City defense five times to figure out what the hell's going on. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, you're right. So, you, as you – Look at the two things. You're right about San Francisco. When they played zone, I didn't look at the numbers. I don't even care. But Patrick Mahomes, he he got rid of the ball so quick in all their zone coverages, easy completions. And, they, you know, you know as a quarterback, as once you get one or two completions in a drive, it really changes who you are. Totally. And they gave him too many uh, completions early in the drives, and now they're flowing. They got you – yeah. second-guessing what you're doing. And, oh, you're right, when they line up the blitz, he knew it, looking to get rid of the football quick yeah. or knowing it was blocked, whatever. So And both quarterbacks, to me, played very careful early in the game, yes. which is, like, totally understandable. You don't want to lose the damn game by being reckless. But Patrick Mahomes versus the zone stuff that they saw early, there was people open, didn't quite trust it and cut it loose right away. But as the game wore on, the defensive line – wasn't able to push the pocket as consistently yeah, against Kansas show. City's O-line, which right. showed, made him feel more comfortable. Early on, it was zone, and there was bodies around him, and I, I know for a fact he was like, I'm not going to take a chance here. Why? Don't lose you the know, game early. Don't lose the game early. Yeah. So, But as the game wore on and the looks became more comfortable, the pass rush started to die down. That's where you see rhythm passing. You see them open up against the zone more aggressively. And then the obvious man or zero looks, yeah. they took advantage of tremendously. They did. I think my last thought before we kind of go, because you got quite a few plays, so I want everybody to see those. Yeah. Kansas City's defensive line, I think as the game wore on, you and I were sitting there, oh, my gosh. Man. It just was one play after another. Dude. Some big damn dude just pushing people, whatever. And, of course, it always starts with Chris Jones. My gosh, he, he was tremendous. He, he had an MVP-like of performance. You yes. know, he had that Justin Tuck-like performance here where he's not going to get the credit, you know, in the stat sheet. But, damn, was he around a lot of these plays and affecting the outcome of the game. Yeah, and then Tershawn Wharton, just a guy, Mike Pinnell, guys you never talk about. They they're First off, you know, as you know, and during the year, you we watch. I watch so many games; it's hard. But as we, you watched it, I watched it with you. Just and you Dana, right? Oh, Mike Dana, Dana, Dana. Yeah. Excuse me. I yeah, said he Dana, was yeah. great. I know, but it, the whole D line, and but you kept going. The size, you know, you just you forget they 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 just got a big defensive line, big dudes, guys yeah. that can really just slug it out. 
And that's kind of what they did. And yeah, uh, Willie so, Gay being healthy was huge. Oh, Bolton you know? and Gay, come on. They're, Bolton Gay, Willie Gay. I mean, if they're not the fastest by size and speed, yeah, they might be the best. Well, I should say in the top five or six linebacking guy or core in the middle. Yeah, both of them. They can run. They got good size, and boy, they wiped up a lot of plays. They were too. all over the place. Carl Loftus played tough at times. Yep, Willie, Gay, some... Willie Gay played great. Chris Jones, Pinnell, like you said, Farrell played well. Wharton played well. Like all these guys had huge impacts in you know nothing statistically, but just the overall physicality of the game, which made it difficult, I think, for Brock. And then we'll talk about the secondary more here in a second, but just. You know, that that kind of shows you right there, like all those dudes physically played absolutely phenomenal. Right. And uh, it made it very difficult, I think, for Kyle uh, to call plays as the game continued to go on. Uh, we're going to get now into the film. Yeah, I, I would say my last little statement would just be this. I thought Brock Purdy played a consistent good game or whatever. And then I didn't realize until I had a chance to watch it again and all that, that there were a few more opportunities for him there that I'm not going to be the film watcher, second guesser, but knowing the plays and what you're supposed to read, that's a different thing. And it was and un unfortunately, okay game, you know, I, I peeled back the onion a little bit for you too. Just yeah. my experience with Kyle, I kind of know at least a little bit how they see and look at the world. Right. And to me, I feel like there are a few missed opportunities by Brock in this game. If you watch the film, where if he hits them in rhythm like he did for the majority of the year. It's a totally different vibe to this football game. So we're going to go to San Francisco go offense go. San Francisco versus Kansas offense. City defense first. Okay. Okay. And here we are, second quarter of the game, third and 14. Let's roll this clip. And, you know, we're going to see just 0-0 score, and that's what was great too. Like really tight game here early. But we're going to see just like a very typical formation that we usually see from San Francisco. Quick motion. And right away from the start, we're going to see the impact that Chris Jones has on this defensive line. And then also the coverage. Trent McDuffie there on that coverage of this play was amazing. So we're going to pause it here. Oh. Chris Jones whiffs, makes the guard whiff immediately. This is Christian McCaffrey now picking him up and trying to chop him in half. But look at this pocket and the way that it looks for him. Nick Bolton is two yards in the backfield. We got multiple people that are getting, you know, free looks essentially at Brock Purdy. So for Brock to move and navigate this pocket as cleanly as it did was extremely impressive. I thought he moved in the pocket yeah, very, very, very well. well. Um, and well, what, what would you want to add? It's, well, no, nothing. And now – Tell me who's covering and who the wide receiver is down yeah, the field. Yeah, so now we got Debo Samuel, essentially. You know, they tried to run a move to Brandon Ayuk. Legereus Sneed absolutely just crushed him, right? He was not open. He actually fell on the route. Brock does a great job moving up here in the pocket and then throwing this one-on-one -on -one down the field to Debo Samuel. And press play here, and you're going to see just Trent McDuffie play this so perfectly and tip this football away at the last second. So – you know, this is something that you're going to kind of see throughout some of this film here, too. McDuffie, dog. Legereus Need, dog. Yeah. All right. And then Chris Jones, doggy, doggy, dog. Yeah. All right. They, yeah, um, they, it's yeah. just crazy. So let's go to the next play, but just kind of encapsulates there early on what Brock Purdy was dealing with. So now it's 3 nothing. second quarter, 11-24 left, second and nine. Let's roll this. And still a tight game, still kind of getting a feel. Let's pause it right here. Oh. Obvious running situation here 
right, for the San Francisco 49ers. Whenever they get under center, it's it's almost guaranteed either a play action pass or a run. They don't they do very few just straight drop back from under center. Yeah. Right. And you're gonna see number 69 Pinnell here on the right side. Just do some grown man shit here, right? <laughs> You're going to also see, too, just the front seven, Tranquil, Bolton, right? You even got McDuffie in the box, which shows you his toughness. He was one-on-one -on -one versus Trent Williams a few times, and he actually won a lot of those battles. But let's play it and watch the right guard here, uh, Pinnell here, just pushes people around, right? You see also on the backside, too, Chris Jones winning his matchup on the backside. Let's roll that back and watch it one more time. And let's do it a little bit slower, too. But just look how quick Chris Jones here on the left side. Play it, go slow. Swipes him. He's on the back side of the play, but because Pinnell and everyone is so good on the front side, he's able to get Christian McCaffrey oh, at play. the line of scrimmage. Yep. The physicality. Look at the bodies near the line of scrimmage and at the ball here for Kansas City. You know, when you have six or seven people by the ball, it's a good sign for your defense. I would just say this. Chris Jones, he is one big dude. Yeah. And, uh, and he's see, got some awesome feet. Yeah, great feet. He's got the feet of a running back tight end. He just, yeah. he just got so big he had to finally put his hand on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Up, so. Let's go to the and next play. Go ahead. All right, so here we are in the second quarter now. It's 3 nothing still San Francisco. It's a third and eight situation. And we just want to show you this play here really quickly. Again, just motion shifts. Kansas City handles it extremely well. Let's pause it right here. And right here, we just want to show you again – there's Debo Samuel in the slot there versus Trent McDuffie. He's gloved him. He's jammed him so well that now Debo's just kind of going into scramble mode, right? So he's right there in the middle of the field at the 40-yard line. Trent McDuffie did a phenomenal job. Look at the pocket situation here on that Super Bowl logo there by, you know, Brock Purdy and that Chiefs D-line causing absolute havoc, forcing him to move quickly and aggressively out of the pocket. And then look at that back end, too, right? I mean, Brandon Ayuk is gloved. Juwan Jennings has a corner on the outside, safety help on the inside. So it just kind of shows you right there just what Brock was dealing with both at the front and then also on the back end with what he was seeing. So let's go ahead and play it. And Brock against the Detroit Lions did a great job of scrambling for plays. And Spags, I think, did a phenomenal job of really navigating you know, getting guys like Reed, Willie Gay, and a few others involved in that spy game against Brock, not allowing him to scramble for big plays. So really huge thing schematically there for that. And there's Spags there in the bottom next to the red. Yeah, they actually had a few defensive plays. They were going to make sure he couldn't scramble. Yeah. You know, it was like spy, whatever you want to say. And but in order to do that, you got to play great man coverage on the back end. So yeah. that's, that's where it just shows you the depth and obviously the courage and execution by this defense. Yeah, well, that's what they're used to doing. So uh, that was so now great... let's roll to the next play. We got first and 10 here in the second quarter again. All right, let's go through it. San Francisco, you can just see already here early how difficult it is to navigate this. Let's pause this play here pre-snap. And I just want you to notice here right now, just like the formation. It's a little interesting looking, right? Who is the player that sticks out to you the most here by this look here, Big Phil? I can't really um, – I'm just, oh, I do know now. Who is it? Christian McCaffrey. Why is Christian McCaffrey sticking out to you look, on this play? Because he is on the outside leg of the left tackle, Trent Williams. So that's not where you usually line up Typically quite that wide. Not. To me, if I'm on defense and you're a defensive player in the NFL, you go 
alert. Something's up. I see this as different. Yeah. What they do this, uh, this is not like the first time the fr- San Francisco done this. They line him up deep and outside a few other times just to be a decoy. But go ahead. This yeah, is not so a decoy. Yeah, so let's go ahead and play this, right? We get a motion here by Juszczyk, right? And here we get quick motion again now by McCaffrey. So something's up. Pause it here. So we get a zone coverage finally, right, by the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is the one thing that I'll say, right? When you look at the pocket here for for Brock Purdy, already it's collapsed. It is surrounding. There's a lot of big people around him. There's people in his face. There's people on the outside too. So there's real nowhere to escape. He gets stuck looking at George Kittle right in the middle there of the NFL logo, right down the middle, and he holds on to that look for too long. If Brock would have just hitched and thrown this ball to Debo Samuel over the middle, I mean, look at the amount of yards that he would have gotten if he catches this right here. He's going to catch this, and he is going to roll up the field for an easy completion for at least 10, maybe more than that. Because yeah, well, of Debo. Why, why Brock got stuck, he was thinking George Kittle down the middle. He thought the safety was going to be yeah. wide enough, but as he stayed with it, he was covered. But go right. Ahead. So this is, again, we're just like he just occasionally got hung on to a few of his reads too often, and when there was zone plays to be had versus Spag's defense, they didn't capitalize as much as they probably should have. And then the man matchups, uh, Spags and them won almost all of those. So let's play it. Brock gets to it late, throws it late because he's affected in the pocket, and it just kind of shows you, again, just the theme of this. Let's go to the next play. All right, and here we go. Second quarter, second and 10. San Francisco still on offense, Kansas City defense. And now here's another example, too, of Big Phil and what he's talking about. So pause it here. Use check Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Christian McCaffrey is significantly wider again than he usually is. He's outside, right, essentially of Trent Williams. He's stacked on his outside leg here. Yeah, good time to call this because you've already shown him that he gets in this position yeah. and did something different, but go ahead. So he sets it up really well. And right. a condensed formation, and now we're going to get a little uh, post route by Debo Samuel, a little wrap route, and watch Christian McCaffrey here against Willie Gay in a one-on-one situation. Let's press play. And this is what's amazing. Man, Christian McCaffrey runs a little stutter and go, and I feel like the play, if you're you're it got Christian McCaffrey running this route, it's designed to kind of be to him on this one. Yeah, they get a good good completion to Debo, but possibly a game changing type of play with Christian McCaffrey man to man coverage against Willie Gay. So uh, a potentially missed opportunity there. Let's go to the next one now. Second quarter, second and ten. All right, and now just. You know, the theme here is the missed opportunities by the San Francisco offense. But here's one where they capitalize absolutely perfectly. The double pass. Pause. He's originally throwing the ball to George Kittle across the field here. Jawan Jennings puts on his quarterback helmet here, says no to George Kittle over the middle, and then throws an absolute laser beam across the field here to Christian McCaffrey for the touchdown. Press play. And... Unbelievable throw and accuracy across the field. Great blocking there, right, by the offensive line for that touchdown. Huge play in the football game. The courage, too, to call that, man. I mean, 
you know, as oh, an offensive coordinator, yeah. what, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking uh, <laughs> 10 things can go wrong and two can go right. right. And especially when you're throwing to your second option. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when, they, when this happened, my thought was, oh, my gosh, the 49ers are just on top of it. They're going to win the game. Yeah, no doubt. Even though it's early, I'm thinking that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And at this point, you know, with even all the missed opportunities, they're dominating the football game yes. on both sides of the football. So let's go to the all next right, go play. Ahead. That, was, that was awesome. That was awesome. Third and 15 here. It's 10-3, right? Still, again, one score game. 3-22. It's early. And this is one of those plays, too, where we're just going to highlight here. Just press pause. And we're going to highlight just the missed opportunity again. Now, why? Brock Purdy, the read here is to the field. He's already left his field side read here on the bottom of the screen because of what? Because of that guy, Chris Jones, again. Chris Jones is in the backfield. He affects the pocket so quickly yep. that he has to move quicker. If the protection is better, he is going to hit Brandon Ayuk right here against this zone look. And I don't know, what do you think, Big Phil? What's Brandon Ayuk going to catch here on this on this play? Well, he's going to catch it and run. It's going to be a pretty big play. And you're right, Chris Jones, once he gets pressure, changes everything, and yeah. it takes him off of the down to the bottom of the screen. We got the slot receiver running the corner, and this was a good – this is Brandon Ayuk. He ran, uh, a, ran a, out, he, out and returns and back, back return. inside. So and go ahead and run it. It's, he is wide open. Press play. And now the double spy by Spagnuolo oh. in that defense. You see Willie Gay's speed yep. just hawking down Brock Purdy. But that was a huge play, missed opportunity. And then the execution by Willie Gay in that spy look to bring down Brock Purdy. Another great example of just, you know, this defense and how they affected the quarterback. Let's go to the next one now. So first and 10, third quarter, five minutes left in the game. It's 10-6 now after that Butker, unbelievable. Five minutes in the third quarter. Excuse me, pause it. And now we are going to show you here Pinnell, right, who is number 69 here. Right. His strength, uh, Dana, his strength, number 51, next to him on the right side of the line of scrimmage, and how they are just physically imposing their will against this San Francisco offensive line in obvious running situations because everyone's like, oh, they should have ran the ball more to take pressure off of Purdy. Well, this is why Kyle and them couldn't run the ball effectively. Let's watch 69 and 51 here on the right side of the line of scrimmage. Let's press play. There's Pinnell throwing a 350-pound oh, person gosh. to his back. And Mike Dana throwing uh, George Kittle on his back too right there. So the physicality on both of those is just unbelievable. Look at the running lane here for Christian McCaffrey, too. There's not much space for him to take advantage of. I mean, the pad level is awesome by both players. Willie Gay, the contact there with Juszczyk in the backfield. Nick Bolton wins his matchup. So it just shows you right there just the physicality by the Chiefs. Well, it just shows you, too, Mike Pinnell, good little partner for Chris Jones inside. So yeah, that's right. What a, what a job. I mean, he he caught my he's caught my attention before this game. But, you know, he had a terrific Super Bowl, that's No for sure. doubt, no go doubt. Ahead. So let's go to the next one. And some decisions probably have to be made. First and 10, fourth quarter, 14-41 left. Now it's 10-13. to 13. Kansas City with the lead. And this is a, another great example here, too, of just, you know, the game and how it went. So oh. motion here. Second motion. Let's pause it right here. And now Legereus seen at the top of the screen is trying to jam the crap out of Debo Samuel. Right. Debo Samuel does a great job of getting a free release. It's an obvious we're trying to run the football. It's an under-the-center look again. 
Hard play action to the right. You see the whole offensive line is going to the right. The center is going to pull back and block the backside uh, most widest defender here on the left side. But watch Chris Jones here and how he affects the throw. Let's press play. It's a touchdown. It's a wide open touchdown to Debo Samuel. Brock Purdy can't set up to throw the ball accurately. And this is another huge missed opportunity right here. So pause it. And we got Chris Jones here right over here to the outside of the right guard. Right, we're going to get a heavy play action. And just watch how Chris Jones just beats the guard to the play. And then just his ability to obviously affect Brock Purdy's throw. So play. Pause it here. Hmm. I mean, you know, just he's the only guy that makes the, the change, right? Debo Samuel is running scot-free against Legeria Sneed here. Press play. And the best corner or second best corner or best corner on the defense. And Legereus needs great hurdle over the correct yeah. camera, man. But just they won that matchup, missed opportunity yeah. again there. And it, just for the quarterback's sake, Brock Purdy, as you played, I played. When you feel that pressure come on, you got to kind of leave your feet to throw the football. Yeah. You're going to give it a little juice because you're not in position to do it. And that's probably the main reason why Brock Purdy overthrew the pass. No doubt. But the big thing is Chris Jones, once again, affecting the game. Absolutely. And it's like a great example of like it, 10 guys did their job on that play. One guy. Well, he didn't go for the run, Chris Jones. That's you know, he right. got penetration. One guy and, changed the and outcome. And I wanted of this play. San Francisco to do more of this. Before the game, I was thinking, right. oh, good, let's get Brock Purdy. You know, out, which they did a little bit against Detroit, and I saw it, just moving the pocket behind the tackles to give, you know, the defensive line a little extra look, maybe to get Brock Purdy a little extra time. And everything on that play was awesome for San Francisco except one thing. Except the one That's thing. That's it. You know, so. it's unbelievable. So go let's ahead. go to the next one. And I think this uh, – we got like two more for San Francisco's offense. And we got two minutes left, third and four situation. If they get it. They get it. They're getting near field goal range. The and, game and could be over. Essentially, the game is over, right? So let's let's go ahead and pause the play right here. We got a two-high look here, right? Got George Kittle in the backfield. Kansas City is going to run a three down front, but they got five guys near the line of scrimmage. So you essentially have six blockers versus there's five rushers, all right? Now, what's great about this is obviously the courage to run this blitz by Spagnola. He's going to blitz Trent McDuffie, who's right in the bottom of the Super Bowl logo here. He's on the left, to the offense's left, yep. on the slot receiver. He's just inside. Go ahead. Now, for QBs at home, you would say you got to alert him on the blitz because of the depth that he has here. He's splitting the difference between Brandon Ayuk and the tackle, and he's close to the line of scrimmage, so you should account for him, especially with the safety stacked over the top of him. All right? Now, let's play it. We get the five-man rush, right? Pause. And now, technically, it's six now with Trent adding on to this blitz. They should have been able to protect this theoretically. But because of the confusion that the line of scrimmage, George Kittle is helping a guard block someone that he really doesn't need help with. Brock Purdy has two one-on-ones. He throws the ball down here to Juwan Jennings versus Legereus Sneed, and we see Legereus Sneed being very aggressive with a bigger receiver. He's going to probably make a play on the ball, but if Brock Purdy takes the inside slant here, 
maybe he gets an opportunity to throw it. Now, Nick Bolton is jumping up in the screen here. He's probably going to tip this at the line of scrimmage too, but the only place for him to go was Brandon Ayuk here in the slot versus this off-coverage safety, and this is a huge missed opportunity. Let's play it. Yep. Go ahead, big guy. Yeah, I'm gonna talk. Yeah, Brock Purdy talked about this play. Yeah, he said, "Yes, I should have thrown to the inside receiver, but to, but this is true. Yeah, I lived it too. You did too." He goes, "I've had that look a hundred times, and it seems like I've thrown it to the outside receiver every time." Yeah, no doubt. And no you know, doubt. but he admitted, I you know, so he knew that the after the fact that he probably should have thrown the slot receiver there, but he he owned up to it. And I don't know if he'd have got there anyway. Yeah. As no, far Nick as, Bolton gets his hands yeah. up in that throwing yeah. lane too, so it's very difficult. Boy, but. I've seen Trent McDuffie do those blitzes from the slot. He is so fast. And do you see how quick he just got on you? You don't even have yeah. time to really react or think. So His ability to tip the football and his ability oh. to avoid, like, illegal hands to the face or helmet uh, hands to the head on the quarterback after that is just, like, awesome. So. We're, we're not going to show it, but he actually, right, is it, it was Trent McDuffie who was blitzing a couple times, and he was against Trent Williams. Yeah. And he just ran right into him like just – it was – No, there was a few occasions where it was Trent Williams versus Trent McDuffie, and I'm telling you, Trent McDuffie won at least half of them. He won – it was unbelievable. You know, because, first of all, his courage, his pad level, his and speed. just his just overall speed and tenacity yeah. were just ridiculous. So, go, go ahead. let's go to the one. next one. Oh, this is the worst. So, now yeah. it's third and four. It's overtime. We're in scoring position here for the San Francisco 49ers, and Kyle Shanahan has a really, really good play called. You know, there's only one thing that maybe is an issue. We got a free runner at the quarterback, and it's Chris Jones. The crazy thing, let's walk it back just a little, but you're going to see here, Juwan Jennings here on the bottom of the screen, one-on-one -on -one situation versus the corner, and he is running a return route. He's breaking in and then breaking back out. So you could pause it here. And he is going to throw that corner. He's the bottom receiver here on the screen. He's going to throw that corner by, and he is going to win, and he's going to be one-on-one. -on -one. At the top of the screen, LeJarius Sneed is, is uh, covering Brandon Ayuk, and LeJarius Sneed is going to fall, and Brandon Ayuk is going to be wide open in the back of the end zone. San Francisco, for whatever reason, leaves the best defensive tackle maybe in football and definitely in this game unblocked running scot-free right at the quarterback here and the biggest play of the game. And they said they blew it. They said they blew it. Yes. They, they, it was, they blew the response. The offensive line has changed. You got a backup guard in there. That's right. Whatever. Backup guard is in the game and right now in this not situation. Not names, but they, they should have picked it up. They made a mistake. And, and I mean, look at this. I mean, we got, Five-yard separation here on the return route. That's a walk-in touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, I mean, he's, he's by himself halfway through the end zone here. So wow. if, if he's protected, he's going to have two opportunities to throw a touchdown to, uh, to obviously give them a good start to the new overtime rules here. Yep. And, yeah, they don't execute at the line of scrimmage. So unbelievable missed opportunity. Uh, and this is, again, where just like, you know, coach put them in positions to be successful – Players just didn't execute it to the best of their ability. I think the good thing is here for everybody, if you're watching this, hopefully the, the game plays here, that you see San Francisco had many opportunities to win the game. A lot of things were going their way. They yeah. just didn't capitalize like they, they usually do on the offensive side. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So go ahead and play it. 
Brock Purdy just throws it away here in this situation, mm. uh, and rightfully so. You don't want to make a, a bad play worse, but we're going to show you just the passing, you know, here too. Uh, you know, on the other side of the football, we can go to the next stuff. Um, well, you and, know, and the, just... the, the one thing that, you know, I, I'm not for players speaking out and all that sometimes. Yeah. But I understand after watching this game a couple of times, the frustration the receivers had. Yeah. They go, they're going against, you know, arguably the best secondary in the NFL. Totally. A great ten, all that. And when they beat them, they – I, I just can't imagine. They want the football because it was such big things there to happen. Right. Ayuk. Ayuk. Ayuk could have been the MVP of the game. Man. He so really he, could have been. He blew it. He got up. He was upset when the game was over with some of his yeah. tweets. And but, after watching the film, I could see why he was yeah. because there was there was yeah. many opportunities. Now, there were times, too, where he was gloved up, right, yeah, where the Kansas City right. Chiefs won those battles. But there were a lot of opportunities where Brandon Ayuk, he's got a lot of catch-and-run abilities yeah. uh, that would have been, I think, huge game-changing plays. Uh, you know, and Debo, he struggled versus man, you know. Ayuk, he at times struggled versus man too. So uh, a lot of these plays were against the zone. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, Kansas City didn't run a lot of zone in this football game. <laughs> well, uh, I want to say, yeah, so I had the stat here. 64% of the time, 27 snaps on offense, they played man coverage. Right. 21% of the time, nine snaps, they played cover zero. So that means everybody that means was blitzing. They they were not messing around. Spags yeah. was playing aggressive and in your face and forcing you to play, you know, a really constricted type of play. I, I'm laughing just because, I, I don't know, in the NFL that takes – of course, this is what they do, so it's easier for them. Yeah. But, man, you got to sit over there and go – Wow, one little mistake is going to cost us a big play, a touchdown, whatever. Totally. And there were mistakes by Kansas City's yeah, defense. there were. They were over-aggressive. You saw one there in the last play. Right. And they got fortunate with a blown blocking assignment by the San Francisco offensive line. And it, again, shows you that just why can they do this? Because they got the dudes up front to stop the run on first down. They got the dudes up front that can affect the passer and at least make them be felt in right. the pocket. They didn't get a lot of sacks, but – Man, their presence was absolutely known consistently in a lot of drop-back passing The one guy we didn't talk about, Justin Reed, yeah. you know, in the oh, game. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he Justin Reed, yeah, he was – he's – listen. Jamari Connor played well in this game too. Man, I mean, You know, guys, no one at home knows him, but I'm just telling you, yep. we might know more about him in the years to come. Yeah, Justin Reed, second year with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Big-time acquisition from the Houston Texans. Right. And for the last two years, I think he's been really, really good – and he showed it again in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Go so ahead. Now we're going to show the tail of the tape from the San Francisco defense versus the Kansas City offense perspective. Here we are in the third quarter, 6.58 in the game. Let's roll it. And, uh, you know, hey, this Kansas City didn't do a whole lot for about three quarters of the game. But that's all going to change right now. So let's pause it right here. We have a RPO concept. Right. And run this pass is, option. Run pass option. Thank you, big guy. Yeah. And you're going to get some sort of match man coverage here, right, by the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Right. So we're going to fake inside zone or read inside zone. And if the backer leaves to kind of go with the run, Patrick's just going to throw the ball here to Marquez Valdez Scanling or Rasheed Rice or even the tight end here extended on the line of scrimmage. Right. And instead, Patrick Mahomes says, F it, 
No one is aware of me, and he literally pulls the football and runs. This is not a design run. This is Patrick Mahomes seeing that it's man coverage and knowing that no one is covering or stopping him, and he just takes it himself. So let's press play. He sees it. Wow. He's going to throw it, and he's like, ah, why throw it? And he just keeps going. So these were some of these plays that were just like, it's not the X's and O's here. It's the Johnnies and Joes. Well, he just has a great feel of the game. Nick Bolsa just chases down, which he had some success doing. And yep. it was a good read. He And I think, I don't know if he said it before this play or whatever, he told him, look, if it's not there, I'll just run. Yeah. And uh, so and they ran this play a few times, a couple times, and had success both. It's great awareness by by 1-5 there. So yeah, let's go really to the is. next one. And it kind of just shows you, too, just his, his growth at the position, too. Well, not only that, but also the fact that he is a big dude. And we don't talk about his running enough. He can run. I mean, like, you don't see him getting chased down from behind, stuff like that either. No. He's much faster and bigger than people realize. No, Go we're going to see him run by Fred Warner here in a second. All right. Fourth and sixth. And this is the 55-yard field goal by um, – or Butker. no, what is, what is it? Is it 55? Yes, 55. Um, by Butker. And we want to just show you here the end zone clip. Let's go back just a little bit here and just show you the game of inches here uh, on so many aspects here. But just let's pause it right about oh, oh. here. Look at this football. It is right between the arms of two San Francisco defenders here. I want to say, yeah, who is that right there, number five? Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now for San Francisco. Oh, I can't think of it either. Oh, wait. Uh, Gregory, Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory, yes, I got it. So Randy Gregory and what other San Francisco defender right there? I mean, it's unbelievable that this ball sneaks through. First of all, look how low to the ground Bucker is when he kicks this. He kicks the shit out of this football. It's 57 yards. It's 57, Sorry. thank you. That's what I thought. I, I didn't want to sound Moody. like it. But uh, had the record at 55. It was broken. And it was broken. Game. Thank yes. you. Yeah, because I was like, it's, it can't be. It's not more yeah, than 55. But uh, it's unbelievable how close this ball is to being blocked. It's a 10-3 game. He kicks this to make it 10-6. And it's the beginning of just Kansas City starting to get into the game finally. Right. You know, but, I mean, just how close this was to being blocked and it changing. Now San Francisco got the ball back there, you know, where they miss it. So let's go to the next one. You, do you want to say something about no, this? No, no. Okay. Yeah, I was. And then a great catch there by the equipment guy. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, just ridiculous. All right, so now it's 10-6. This is just after the muffed uh, or the punt that hits the San Francisco 49er in the heel. And the Kansas City Chiefs recover. So sudden change moment for the San Francisco 49ers defense. All right. So we get – pause it right here. We're going to get a little – Whip motion by Travis Kelsey. He's going to go in and then back out to his normal alignment. We have a two-shell defense here by San Francisco. And San Francisco is going to roll to a three-deep, right, corner, safety corner, three-deep, four-under look. All right? This safety here on the top of the screen is going to go down. He's going to be the flat defender here. Yeah. And this is going to show you where Kansas City exploiting the rules. Yeah, it's just a great play. Of great. San Francisco's defense. Good design. So let's, let's press play. Kelsey's in motion, going to turn, go back out. And let's pause here. Now, theoretically, unless the weak side safety, Gibson here, who's over there below the four and the 49ers in the end zone, he has to push here front side more, but he can't, right? He's not in the middle of the field fast enough. 
this was really just Kansas City taking advantage of what San Francisco is doing schematically defensively. It's a very difficult play for them to cover everybody here on this play. And Burks is kind of caught in no man's land. Uh, I talked with Christopher last night. The, really the only way they could have covered this is maybe if Burks carries Valco scanning vertically up the field and then everyone else is covered. But this was a huge missed opportunity for the San Francisco 49ers to kind of bow up in a big sudden change moment here. So yeah, go ahead well, and play good, it. Good play call. Great design. And if Burke saw it, I don't think he could run with him anyway. I don't know. You know and, and that's us like we're yeah. speaking hypothetically yeah. in that situation. But huge game-changing moment right there. So let's yeah. go to the next one. Great break for Kansas City. The, I, I'm not sure how you say his name. Luter, who where the ball hit his foot. Is it Luter? Is that how you – I'm not sure. Oh either. yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure of the pronunciation. Of the, but uh, yeah, hit his that. heel and just uh, it's just Tough unbelievable. Break. Tough break is right. You know. All right, so, we got fourth quarter. It's sixteen thirteen, San Francisco. Yes, okay. sir. Eleven twenty two left, first and ten. And now we're going to kind of just show you now, late in the game, how worn out all of a sudden it seemed like the San Francisco 49er defense got. So we got man coverage here, and we got Gibson versus Kelsey here at the top, and Kelsey just just on a great little seam route where he breaks in like the seam works out there versus Gibson and this is where you started to feel oh no run you this know. back let's watch yeah, it go ahead let's watch, watch Kelsey it. Kelsey is a unique route runner okay let it go all the way back from the start and oh. let's let's he's, let's slow it down as we yeah. run through it so he's he's at the left side in the slot watch him go up the field they're going to try to chuck him at the line that doesn't work and watch the inside move. He's going to lean Boom. in. Boom, just enough. Yep. And oh boy. Look at the pocket too. Mahomes does a great job of standing tall in the pocket as it collapses him. He throws the football simultaneously out of his break. Beautiful touch throw in rhythm. Uh it's it's good coverage, you know. And uh it's still it's two great football players that are Hall of Famers already just doing what they do best there in a crucial situation. Let's go to the next one. But we're kind of seeing, though, that just defensively, 49ers are kind of they're, – they're winded here, right? And, and the stat was is that at the end of the game, there was 31 snaps there towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter and in the uh, fourth quarter and overtime, and San Francisco was on the field for 23 out of the 31. Right. Uh, so let's go ahead and play it now. Fourth quarter, 9-17 left, second and 10. And now this is an interesting one, too, because really, again, it just it shows you, right, how vanilla San Fran was at times defensively. Let's go back. Simple and, read. It's Watson, the slot receiver. He's going to run, let's just say, a deep out. And we got a short route underneath. Yep. Here at the top of the screen, they – Pretend like they're playing one high, but then go to essentially two Tampa, which is the defense that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made famous. And this safety at the top of the screen here is just too vertical and deep, and he allows Watson underneath in that high-low play right there. Yeah. And the space for Patrick Mahomes and them to complete is just too great uh, for them to, to cover. And the, and the one thing is – Beautiful throw again. It's a deep zone – and the fact that the middle linebacker is going to be deep, the safeties could be wider. They should be wider. They should be wider. So they're not out there. And that's why Patrick Mahomes, this is such an easy read for the quarterback. He's just looking high, low, high is open. He makes the throw. Yep. And now this is later in the drive, too. So defensive line not really collapsing the pocket good as effectively. Pocket. Yep. It's a good pocket. He can see it cleanly and throw it super confidently to the sideline here in a beautiful throw. Let's go to the next one. 
You know, and this is where, again, San Fran, it's like it's either too soft or it's too aggressive. There's no in-between really to really trick the quarterback. First and 10, 132 left. It's 19 to 16. It's, uh, you know, it's crunch time here. And now we're going to get those situations where it's really just great play design right on top of everything. So this is one of those where just go back here really quickly. Well, this is one of my complaints. Yeah. Here we are in these positions, and they let them Pause off the hook. Pause it here. They let them off the hook by playing these soft zones. And Mahomes, well, why hold the ball? Let me throw it short, let them catch and run. My one confusion, though, too, is if we're playing soft zone like this, why are there so many moving parts, you know? Like, here we had Burks and whoever that safety was. Right. I can't tell the second number there, 33 maybe. Is that, like, why are we shifting when we're just playing two Tampa here so much, you know? Uh, but we're going to get basically a flooded zone here. We're going to get four receivers to the screen up top here. And then the, uh, the tight end, excuse me, is going to chip Bosa at the line of scrimmage, affecting their best pass rusher, right? And then he is going to leak out vertical out of that, and it's going to be a nice little dink and dug for Mahomes uh, to get this drive going. So press play. Good chip. Mahomes hits his back foot. Check down right there to the tight end. And it's a good, easy completion here for 12 first, yards. Yeah, first down. I in, mean, in a crucial moment of the game. So you let them get the first play, the first first down, which is always the one you want in these drives. And you thought, too, that the uh, 49ers kind of let them off the hook a few too many times yeah, in this some of these situations. Kind of a common theme in the game. And yeah. this is, But listen, that's who they are. They want to play zone, so they're pass rush. They can take care of the pressure, and we can just use our speed and make the tackles. But it's, uh, you know, you're going against yeah. a veteran quarterback, the best quarterback in the NFL, and you just can't give him these little easy completions. And I, I always wonder this, too, you know, quickly is Dre Greenlaw is now out of the game here, significantly here for the second half. Right. Does that change the way Steve Wilkes calls the game? Does that change the way, you know, Burks and Warner or – Dre Greenlaw's and Warner's communication well, and the speed at which they usually play at late I, in this football game. My thought would be it shouldn't. We've yeah. got this game playing. No, it shouldn't, you know. So, but, but again, yeah. it's hard to – you can't be Steve Spagnola if you're Steve Wilkes. Yeah, just, right. That's, that's not what they well, do. No, but that's yeah. not who they are. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying this. I thought they were more aggressive in the game. Yeah. But I just thought they had to be – over what they did. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So he he did a good job, but these kind of plays against this offense, and I, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, I said this, but I did say this. If you play zones, Patrick Mahomes is going to pick you apart. Yeah. Because they know how to, oh, excuse me, bit my lip as I'm talking. They know how to <laughs> spread the field and space it out. Yeah. Which we're seeing right here. So yeah. go ahead. So, so let's got, go to the next one. So the first play, now we're rolling. We feel good. 48 seconds left. It's third and two. They're down three. Right, and from Great what we've play. seen, Bucker's already in man uh, in field goal range. So we let's, know right let's away. Let's pause Go it ahead. right here. Yeah. Everyone at home, this is what Cover Zero looks like, right? It's in theory, it's some sort of Cover Zero. And what does that mean? It basically means that we're covering man coverage to the skill players, and everyone else, you're going, yeah. you're selling out to get the quarterback to affect the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes sees it at the line of scrimmage. He checks the play. You see him talking to McKinnon here, right here in the backfield, and he is going to do a very slick play here where he gets McKinnon in a position to run out of the flat, 
for an easy completion to, to the, the right. right here, to the bottom of the screen, and everyone else is going to block for him. So Re let's play it. Watch Rasheed Rice in the slot. He's going to hook up and look for the ball, then turns. Yeah. Go ahead. So he tells McKinnon, pause it. Wow. And no one is covering the back here in this situation. So it is, you know, it, it's – I don't know if it was some sort of, as I watch it again, if it's zero or if it's just some sort of fire zone because now I notice, too, that uh, uh, Gregory is dropping out here, right? So it's some sort of three fire zone. But still, he identifies it. No one is covering the back and the flat here in this situation. He has Rasheed Rice, but he's throwing it to McKinnon the whole way. He gets depth. He finds a way to throw it. Press play. Yeah, really good throw by Mahomes to get it nice the top. and soft, and then good blocking. Huge completion there on a third down versus that fire zone look. Right. Let's go to the next one now. So it's Mahomes now being very cerebral and on top of the game with his decision making and getting all this traffic going now too. The growth at his at the position has been uh, unbelievable. So third and seven now, and press pause. So now Wilkes, he decides, let's just play man coverage. We're going to get man coverage here. We got Warner versus Kelsey. Now my one thing is, is that Warner is already giving him the easy inside. Uh, inside lane here instead of playing him head up and at least making him have to make a move at the line of scrimmage. We get man coverage. The Chiefs are ready for it. They run just a, a typical mesh type of concept, and there's no one there to help Warner as he runs across the field. So press play. Man coverage all the way. Kelsey oh. on Warner. Easy plant and throw right there. Simple concept. And then Kelsey does a great job of finishing it aggressively on the sideline there, getting everything that he could. No pressure on the, the field one. goal after that play. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. All right. So this oh. is overtime. This is fourth and one. And this is uh, – uh, it's just an unbelievable play in the game. It's 6.15 six, left in overtime. It's fourth and one. And – Again, we get that same type of look here where it's an RPO, run-pass option. Press pause. He pulls the ball again. Bosa hard down the line of scrimmage. There is no one accounting for the quarterback in this situation. People are trying to play you know, their particular area, and Mahomes sees it again. He pulls it, and he just decides to run. Even though he has Rasheed Rice here he open. He could have thrown it, but he, he might thrown take a it. chance. But, man, the safer play is him just pulling it down and running, and he does press play. And not only does he run it for the first down, but he runs it for an extra three or four, uh, which was awesome. So his speed and his ability is awesome. Next play. Third and six, 433 left. So really doing a great job of, of moving the football down the field. And now Mahomes again, getting it blocked up at the line of scrimmage. Press pause here. A lot of people at the line of scrimmage here. We got six guys towards the line of scrimmage. Uh, seven guys, excuse me. So it's a zero type of look again. Mahomes gets it blocked up. McKinnon does a great job of being tough here in the middle of this offense uh, of line. And he takes Warner. He gets enough of a piece of him. And we're going to see Mahomes plant and throw to Rasheed Rice again on another shallow cross versus obvious man coverage. Press That's a play. really good throw. This looks simple, but this is tough. This is tough. Free Does a runners. great job, too, getting depth into the drop to make sure yeah. that he has more space and time to throw it. Really good. Rasheed Rice, to me, is, a, is going to be a star. Um, next play. 
That's Mahomes changing his release, threw it high. Nice high and release. soft. Very yep. good. Front shoulder pad, oh. too, catch and run. But, you know, but before we go, yeah. this play. Go ahead. So they did a fourth and one. Now, I know this is everything changes. Yeah. But what if they had the ball first? Would they have gone for it on fourth and one? Man, yeah. So, you know, but, but I know the whole thing would have been different, but it's totally. just a thought. Totally. All right, we saw that play. Yeah. Great catch and run, though. Good soft throw. Well, Rasheed Rice Tons of people around him in the pocket. He does a great job navigating and throwing a really good pass. And, you know, these are just think of this. The, the whole sequence, so many little clever plays yeah. by Kansas City. Uh, that, that's, and Mahomes deserves a lot of credit. I'm not taking anything away from him. But you got to put, you know, Matt Nagy and Andy Reid right there with him in this game. Yeah. Their play designs and play calls were really – We've seen like five that it just changed the game, yeah. and they got done because of the scheme and what they were doing. You know, and I don't think the design is like all that special. No, but it's the timing of the call. The timing of the call is yeah. really what made it. So here's yeah. third and one. Oh, here we go. Crucial situation. Next one. We did this one already. Yeah. So here's third and one, overtime, 232. I mean, again, just uh, matriculating the ball down the field. And uh, so here's Mahomes, three-by-one formation. And now we're just going to get Mahomes doing Mahomey type of things. Uh, simple pass concept. Defense is extremely soft. And you're just going to see – let's go back one more time. Well, they're exhausted. They're Excellent. exhausted. And I think Mahomes literally just, you know, he can throw it here to a few different spots and make a tight contested throw. He decides not to. It's a four-man rush. And he's just going to move up in the pocket and go. And here he is outrunning guys. Eric Armstrong just misses it. Uh, Fred Warner runs right by him. And then he finishes off the run again just being aggressive and getting a few extra yards here in the low red zone. So it's unbelievable would, play yeah. by, by one five. I would think he was really thinking this, like if it's not wide open, whatever. You know, he's already got that mindset. We've yeah. seen him run a few times. Right. 66 yards in the game. But, yeah, just boom, go. He's looking for one yard. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it turns into yes. turns into an explosive and it, play. And not only this, here's this run and let it go to the next play. Yeah, let's go to the next but one. But this call was really awesome too. Yeah. So, 29 seconds left in the game. The clock is running. Oh, hold on. Yeah. First, they threw the screen to Kelsey that got him in this position. That's which correct. I thought was Well, another. they ran two screens. They won, ran one to Pacheco for a big one for about 10 yards. Then right. they ran the one to Kelsey. So, they really did a great job of using the full arsenal of their uh, plays yeah. and play design, too, with the screens and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but here we go. It's 28 seconds left. The clock is running. And for everybody at home in this situation, too – Press pause here for a second. I think Tony Romo kind of confused a few people at home when he was kind of making some of his comments because of the new rules. And, you know, he was saying why uh, Kansas City's not using their timeouts in this situation. Didn't matter. And it didn't matter because it was technically the first possession of Kansas City's drive after San Francisco had scored. So no matter what, the game is going to continue. And, yes, until, right? the drive until is that over. drive is over. That's right. Right. Now, my one thing that I would have said for Kyle in these situations here, you know, knowing the rules and all that, would have called maybe two more defensive timeouts here to slow down the pace of the game and also to let my defense rest 
for everything. And also kind of just to rehash the situation of the game, too, for everybody. Right. Good point. Right? Knowing that the drive is going to continue to go. We're not against the clock here. Right? right. The clock is is not important. So we got a lot of deception here. Go a ahead. A lot of deception. Bunch formation. You're going to get a little zigzag motion. Let's play it. So as Andy Reid would say, this is corn dog. Short motion. And McCole Hardman uh, goes in, back out. And let's go back again here real quick for this game play. Game-changing play or game-winning play. Game-winning. Kelsey does a great job here of going outside, right, of this defender and attacking the corner's outside shoulder. Because the corner is probably responsible for him. They get confused in their alignment. No one runs with McCole Hardman. And he has leverage, and he is the widest guy, and he outflanks the entire team. And that's why he is scot-free by himself. So it's just a great job by Kelsey and his football IQ. The motion, the formation, everything about the play. Getting Mahomes on the run to make it a clear, easy angle for the throw. Everything about it was just, like, awesome technique by the Kansas City Chiefs. So we basically saw some type of this play three times here in the last whatever. It yeah. was Kelsey, Kelsey, whatever, and now this. So different looks, different players, a lot of plays Kansas City has. And, and just think about it. How many times did Mahomes actually really throw the ball down the field for right. a big com- – the touchdown uh, and then the to Valdez Scantling. The one to, to Hardman earlier to, in the game, which led to – the next play was Isaiah Pacheco's fumble. Right. But the play before, they that did a one, little wide one, threw it back across. Right. And then, the, yeah, that was a big one. And, and then, then, of Watson's course, little Watson. Corner. And I think that's about it. That's about it. The rest was we're moving, doing – we're just a lot of deception, easy throws, good decisions. Yeah. I mean, that's why I just – I said it a few times. I did it on the radio yesterday telling you that this was – you know, great job of coaching the football team. Yeah. And Mahomes, boy, you know, it's amazing. You know you're in the Super Bowl. We saw it with both quarterbacks being what? Extremely careful early. Totally. Because the one thing you don't want to do early as a quarterback, throw that interception and then make you really apprehensive as the game goes along. Definitely. So you build into it instead of trying to come out and firing and throwing tough throws or into tight coverage, something like that. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it seemed like when when Wilk started to integrate a little bit more of the zero and man coverage, it actually kind of helped, I think, get Patrick in rhythm into the game because it kind of took the thinking out. He's like, all right, my guy versus their guy yeah, in these it. man looks. Yeah. And then once he kind of had that confidence, it just started to unravel from there, right? Yeah. And he just started playing with fantastic rhythm and pace. And uh, it's just well when it's you watch all, when you watch all this though it, it really it's just amazing how history what people think of you everything right. you know it's they forget the whole year the great playoff games they it's all about this game and it's all we judge well, you we on. talk more about wild card than we do about the Super Bowl which I think is fascinating right you know, that's why like, I'm glad we did this today on a Wednesday just to let it instead of having a reaction that might have been wrong, which it yeah. was for me, and, you know, uh, right. to get more information and just see how football games, it, it's – you can put – I guess I'm just saying you see that San Francisco had many opportunities. They didn't take advantage of them as right. much as Kansas City did. No, they didn't. They so. didn't. And, it, and it's really – it's just so wild, too. I mean, uh, the field goal by Butker – the, you know, obviously the punt and the recovery, the sudden change, the touchdown right after it, that was huge. Uh, the few missed opportunities by San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco, you know, come on. on you, when do you get receivers wide open 
but it's blocked wrong or whatever. So those mistakes are yeah. There and, and look, backup card. It doesn't matter. No, you're you know right. what I'm saying. You you know. Well, the theme you, too really is just you know. Of course, Mahomes is going to get a lot of credit and rightfully so. Oh yeah, right sure. because of what he's done. But man, Spags and what he has done, winning three Super Bowls now, two uh, with two different teams, and his ability. Oh, four, excuse me, you're right, sorry. Yes. I don't three, know with, three with Kansas three City, with Kansas one City. with the Giants. Yeah, I know, I, and, and it's just like, but with two different teams and his ability to just neutralize super well-thought-out offenses. You know, I even joked to you, I was like, if I ever get into coaching, I, I'm going to go work for that guy because oh, I feel like if I want to be a good offensive coach, I got to stop and beat well, people like that. Kyle will even say that you need to at least spend a year or two on defense before yeah. you turn to offense. Because, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and it, he's you know, awesome. Yeah, it's not only that he what he does; it keeps um, what's the word for it? He keeps adding on to it. Yeah, and they don't make a lot of mistakes. Right, and it's just and they get used to playing that style. It's like, hey, we don't go down and set up the offense in basketball. We are fast breaking. Right, and that's kind of what they are. They're a fast breaking defense. And they got the right guys to do it for them. And, of course, you – Youngest defense in the NFL. Yeah. But these the, – the secondary, you know, the pressure they play under. Yeah. My gosh. You know, you think well, about l- it. Let's, and let's kind of dive into that, too. I mean, here's a team that uh, they're winning the Super Bowl again through the draft and great free agency. Oh, they're, you they're, know? they're hitting – Drew Tranquil. Justin Reed been there two years. Right. Wow. He's been a great addition. The depth they're getting on both sides. Hey, let's fix the offensive line after the Tampa Bay Super Bowl was a disaster. So they fixed their old line. Right. And now the last two years they've been building this defense. Man, they got a lot of young players. A lot of a young lot. players. And, they, and they've been doing a great job of just evaluating talent, finding the right talent for their schemes, and it's been working out tremendously for them. So My last thing is pretty awesome. Chris Jones is going to be a free agent, I guess, again or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's going to be paid fairly. But do you think there's any way – I'm just saying, would you leave Kansas City for an extra – What God, I can't even say what million. It's easy for us to say. Let's just say it's a couple million. Yeah. Would you leave Kansas City for that? I, I don't know. If I was offered a few million dollars, Phil, I don't know what the hell I'd Well, do, yeah, you know? but he's <laughs> accumulated a lot of money. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, it's you're, you're part of something that's so special. Well, yeah, this is we're kind of getting now into that, yeah. you know, what made the, the New England Patriots, you know, dynasty so special too is right. that – you know, yeah, maybe working for Bill was a little miserable, but you know, shit, we win a lot of football games, and like it's well, it's well, it's something that's that's greater than you know some other things too that are out there. Yeah, you know, let me just say this: I I did almost ninety games of Bill Belichick up in New England, and you know he's got a little more. You know, people he's got a little more personality. Than he people does. Think. He does. And yeah. in practice, he's not like you know he walks yeah. and he's he's got you know he likes he's got these comments. You know, and they're, you know, like, yeah. they cut you. Right. But they're funny. Right. And, you know, he'll be swinging his whistle around and walk by you and cut you up and just <laughs> and laugh about yeah. it. Yeah. And so, I don't know. But I didn't mean to get into that subject. No, but. I know. But it's just, it, it kind of, it, it's a good reminder, too, that, you know, sometimes, you know, especially in the game of football, being a part of something that really yeah. utilizes you to the best of your ability uh, especially for a longer period of time, might be more important than, you know, the quick payday, you know. Well, I'd so, say this too, which people – and, I, and It's just I, a great I say this team a, sport that way. Yeah, it is. I say this a lot too. Andy Reid is – yeah, he's a – he comes across as the grandfather, you know, he's – but, you know, he's tough. Right. Yeah. 
They practice hard. Training camp, they hit. They go to go away. They have a tough training camp. Yeah. And they go out. I was out on that field many times with them doing their games going, oh, my God, how long are we going to stay out here? Right. You know, it was – and it's just rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And, right. You know, he just has his this way about him that he doesn't offend the players. But, man, they work hard and they are tough. And he holds them accountable too, that's he for does. sure. So, he does. And he lets them get involved. Right. I don't know if they're still drawing up any plays, these players. Hey, you give me your – New play, you know, they yeah, all draw yeah. up a play, and yeah. I'm sure most of them are like, hey, this is great, but you know, we can't block anybody if you do <laughs> right, this. So, right. but it's all good. Andy Reid, happy for him, the coaching staff, and Kyle Shanahan, he's a tremendous coach too, and uh, they'll be around again next year. We'll see. Yeah, how it goes. and I saw, uh, you know, Graziano on ESPN. He even said too, he goes, listen, at this point in Andy Reid's career, he had never been to one Super Bowl, and look at him now. I heard you know, that. Kyle's been to three already. So. Yeah. Uh, I think the San Francisco 49ers, of course, they've come up short. But, you know, I believe in Kyle. I believe in Lynch and what they're doing and building their team and their roster. And they're going to be playing for a lot of big games for a long time with those guys at the helm. And it's something that, uh, you know, I think eventually – they're, they're going to get over the hump. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to obviously harden them and, and sharpen them up a little bit more, these losses, and just make them, I think, a, a better organization going forward. So I have the utmost faith in them well, that was uh, good. going forward. But, that was good today. I yeah. hope people hung in there. Go on YouTube, watch this. Yeah, you have to go on YouTube because the show uh, for the podcast wasn't that great there, was it there, Philly? Well, you know, we can't sit here. For, uh, who, who are you doing I there? don't know, Phil. Oh. But I got to tell you, though, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial with Ben Affleck Affleck and Matt Damon and Tom Brady. That was the best Super Bowl commercial I've really? seen. Really? I'm going to watch it. I know. Yeah, no I doubt. About it was it. funny as hell. So, uh, what was it? The Dunk Kings. Is, the is Dunk what, Kings, yeah. yeah. But uh, my wife was just like, yeah, I think that's uh, Ben Affleck. Did they best throw to a target? Is that what I saw? What's that? They, they have a target. They threw footballs? No, they were like a makeshift uh, band. They went to J Lo's oh, yeah, studio okay. to make like an album. And, you know, Matt Damon's just like, I'm really sorry. This is terrible. You know, oh, like, so well, the whole I, thing is great, though. I saw some outtake. Oh, I don't know what it was. Brady's throwing into the target. And, of course, he's hitting it every time. Yeah. And Matt Damon had a good motion. He Did he really? It, yeah, yeah, really good. Okay. Really good. Like, no joke. We're going to get Matt Damon into, like, a sports movie here He soon. threw the ball. He threw it well. Yeah. And, it, you know, they had him making it, too, I think. I can't remember. Right. But so that wasn't even part of the commercial. No, I don't think. It might have been another one. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I got to you know watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, gotta, we ta- I taped it at home. Or I think we did. I hope my wife did. But it'll be on TV so I can get the chance Still to Still using the old VHS system, aren't you, over there, Phil? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was great. Yep. Sims Complete. Thank you so much. Believe IMP Studios. Yes. Uh, check us out, for, especially for this this one, at the YouTube page, Sims Complete on YouTube. Got to watch it just so you can see some of these plays and, and why they were so uh, just – they were just game-changing plays all over the field and, and also how just closely contested NFL football is, NFL Super Bowls, and how unique they are. And uh, it really just – it doesn't tell the complete story, but we try to at least dive into it enough to show you – how close this damn thing was going either way, and we really did get a great show, and yeah, it's look, been a great year. I'll say this to all the fans out there. This is why coaches and players can't sleep after they lose certain games. No doubt. Because of the what-ifs. Yeah. The, yeah and it's, it's, Didn't sleep for three days after we lost our Super Bowl. So. Down in, you know, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Man, of course, was, the Super Bowl you're talking and, about. And I, was, I was the third-string quarterback. I didn't even play. I didn't even dress in a uniform. Atlanta, was, New England. I was still devastated. Yeah, 28-3. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, whatever. We'll get into that. Yeah, one well, yeah well, that's a whole other episode in itself. But right. uh, yeah, so All just right. Thanks, uh, Sims Complete. Thank you so much. Check us out on the YouTube page, Sims Complete, at Phil Sims on Instagram and Twitter, at Sims Complete on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much, IMP Studios. Believe. Thank you, and we're out. out. See ya. There we go. Got to go pay bills now. Yeah. <laughs>